Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, here on Alter Call, we have our special guest for the week, Allie. Hello. I feel like when you guys hype up that you're having a special guest and it's just me, you might be setting expectations a little too high. But nonetheless, here I am. Here she is. So while Tane is not dealing with the strike, by the way, the strike of the transit workers in London was canceled. Oh, good. While she's not dealing with the transit strike, but probably having a great time, Allie is here to fill in. Um, For those of you who are just meeting Allie for the first time, please let the people know what your uh, maths watching history is. I think this is my fourth, maybe fifth episode because I only watch when they ask me to guest. Other than that, I listen to the podcast because I'm a supportive big sister and friend. And so um, it's always exciting for me to see what people look like and bring all these storylines that I've been listening to the podcast about to life. So this is my first episode for this season. Yay. So just for you guys, for housekeeping, um, next week the episode will be up late, um, but there will be an episode. Uh, It'll just be a little later than normal. Um, We should have an after party episode this week on Patreon, um, TBD, but it should be there. And then for us, usually when Tane is not here, we do not do what's going on in Mathsland, but there's a little bit too much going on to just skip it. Um, we will definitely discuss more, but yes, we have seen the Katina and Olajuwon. I think we posted it uh, on our Instagram. We, we know. What happened? Um... Honestly, it was very confusing, but Katina seemed to be saying that Olajuwon, for all of his, like, yelling at her because there was an app on her phone, there's a woman who he's been, like, a father figure to her child, but not actually her child's father, and it sounded very infidelity-like, but then he went and posted and was like, Katina and I have been divorced for two years, so basically... How could I meet you and someone I'm not married to? But they've been hanging out as recently as last. Like, she did her highlights for 2023, and there was a picture of them together. I was so confused. Wow. That's a lot of drama that they probably should have kept to themselves. Uh, We have said repeatedly that we just don't understand why they do their nonsense that they do. Um, So hopefully this is finally the end for real, for real. Or they're together, and they should do it quietly Uh, in their houses. Based on the post this week, it sounds like they're not together. But that doesn't mean that six months from now, they won't be posting vacation pics. All right. So we're aware. And I'll dig in deeper. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you very much for messaging us the timeline. Last week, Tane and I speculated on when this, you know, surprise second wedding happened. The original couples got married on January 30th to February 2nd of 2023. Um, Michael and Chloe got married on March 13th. So honestly... That timeline is not too off from the way they're showing it on the show. Um, Because the one month anniversaries would be about the time when they probably told him. It's pretty accurate. I'm shocked. (laughs) 
But that also means that if they do the full eight weeks, and we hope they go on a honeymoon and stuff, but if they do the full eight weeks, they'll be wrapping up a solid, you know, six weeks after everybody else. So we'll see what they do. It means that like two weeks into filming the season, they realized that they didn't have anything for the season and therefore had to go redo Michael and find someone new. It is rough. I mean, this was, I feel like this episode really exemplifies what bad shape we're in as far as couples. Yeah. Um, so we start with Claire. She's at the apartment and she tells us that it feels strange, even though she knew it was coming. Um, but it feels strange to be in the apartment all by herself. Becca and Austin, they joke about being on Survivor Marriage Edition and they don't go into details, but I'm like, you two kind of are the last two standing. Um, outwit, outplay, outlast. <laughs> Um, Emily says that she's mad with Brennan. She's doing a, she did a very long selfie cam where she says he didn't text her when he left in the morning. And she asked when he was coming home and he said that he was upset with her for acting crazy last night. Brennan is just one walking red flag. If you express emotion of any kind and you're told that you're acting crazy, this is not the one. But that's what's going on here. Um, Emily's glasses are really cute for this selfie cam. They are pink. Um, but she says that he's put up a wall. He's not working on it. Um, she says that she feels like we could not be here right now. And as much as I like Emily, I do feel there's a repeated theme where Emily talks about an imaginary past that was instead of a very real present that is. Like, oh, we were so good in the beginning. And if we could just get back to that. And if he would just do this. And if he would just do that. And it's like the man is not doing any of these things. I so mean, what do you I, mean by that? I feel like I can understand why she's there. Even though I didn't watch it. Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, this is not going to work. I don't even like this one. But something else to be like, but it seemed like this could work. Like, this was working. How do, I, I, I don't fault her for that. Some other things I fault her for. But not believing in the possibility of the past that she's experienced. And she does say at the end of this, you know, it's been, it's a bit of a monologue that she can't be with someone who doesn't show more effort than Brennan is showing. And she says that she has a problem with the way he makes her feel and the way he talks to her. Becca and Austin go to a photo studio. Um, we're doing one of those, like, come to work with your spouse day. And it's really a great one, in my opinion. Um, Becca goes to, they go to the photo studio and then... Austin's friend, Derek, who we have seen a couple times, comes in with his lovely wife, Ashley, and their two cute kids, and they do a whole photo shoot. And the theme of the photo shoot is, A, they get some really good pictures, and B, Becca sees Austin, I'm sorry, Austin sees Becca with children, and he can imagine them having children if they can just get past the religion thing. But otherwise, he's just like in awe of how great she is with kids. And his friends think she's great um, in general, but also how great she is with kids. So... It was really good. When you, like, the photographers that can actually interact and get the kids to smile and get the kids to engage, like, that is a different skill set from photography. Like, that is above and beyond. So she is really, really great. Um, and I was very impressed by her. And I was very impressed at her teaching him to take really good pictures because the snapshots they showed, he, like, it was really good. I was like, oh, I would, I would. You know what? I bet she's going to, her book is going to be filled up after this because <laughs> as a person who has taken these family pictures, she made it look like a pleasant experience. I would hire her. That baby looked very, very new. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even harder. 
Yeah. No, I mean, not newborn-ish, but like three months, maybe? Yeah. yeah. She did. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was one of the most pleasant parts of the episode so early on. <laughs> What's this photo shoot? <laughs> I also just find Derek has been on before. We liked him. And I think it, he's the one who said stuff about the things that Austin says about Becca is the same things he said about his wife. So it was oh, nice to meet his wife. Yay. Um, they were, the whole thing was just really adorable. Yes, it was light in this, you know, dearth <laughs> of relationships that are going to make it. It was nice to see two. One with children and one with the potential. So we're now looking at couples who are I not mean, in the, in the process. All, all the joy, all the actual uh, love and um, yes, companionship that we, we can get. So, talking of the opposite of that, we have Claire and Cameron. Dr. Pia calls Claire to ask if they have exhausted all options in the Claire and Cameron relationship. And it's a pretty extensive conversation where Claire informs Dr. Pia that Cameron is not doing well. He's having health issues. She feels so bad. Um, I was very grateful for Dr. Pia being like, you know, it's not your fault that he's having these health issues. She's like, I know it's not my fault, but I still feel guilty. He doesn't have family. I have family. Like, it's just a lot. And I just feel so bad. And I'm trying to be there for him. Um, and that's when we get a selfie cam from Cameron, who tells us that he's developed a heart condition. He's going to need a procedure sometime in the next couple weeks. The way he says this, I'm going to give him just a tiny bit of slack, because it was clear that somebody, likely a producer, asked him, did the stress of the relationship contribute to your heart condition? That was a question that it seemed he was asked. Which and he answered, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably would have happened, but yeah. And that is where this man that this is the first time I'm laying eyes on him lost me. Like, no, it didn't. No. The stress, no. I, I I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I just, I do find it interesting, as you guys may or may not know, on a previous episode of After Party, Cameron said that his dad's lungs collapsed and he tied it directly to his mom leaving his dad. And this happened like many years ago. It's just interesting that he is now having a health event and he also attributes it a little bit to Claire and his relationship. And it just feels very strange because it doesn't seem quite possible. But I'm not a doctor. I just want to put that out there. I'm not a doctor either, but um, okay. I guess we can move on. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think that um, in the midst of whatever you're going to, blaming someone else who was just um, guilty of the crime of agreeing. I, I will say that the question wasn't, did Claire cause this? The question was, did the separation from Claire cause this? Okay, all right, fine. That's good. You're right. It's more positive. He's not blaming Claire. But didn't he ask for the separation from Claire? He did. Okay. Alright. Okay. Sure. Um, well, we wish him a speedy recovery. That's all. I mean, I really... It's Was that the only time we saw him? Yeah, and then in the preview we see him, like, going to... Um, and he says he's not filming because of the medical yeah, issue, yes. which makes perfect sense. Yes, he should, he should definitely focus on his health. But I feel like the only reason they're covering this is because they don't have anything else. Like, someone who's separated and having a health issue shouldn't really be on the show at all. That's true. They shouldn't have asked for the selfie camera, or the producer shouldn't have asked if, yeah. So, Emily is meeting with her friend Lily. I feel like Lily is the friend who made Emily sound bad in the first couple oh, episodes. Really? But I have a tr hard time keeping track of everybody, but I do think it was her. But, um... She tells us that um, 
when she told Brennan she was meeting with Lily, he was like, why are you talking to Lily? And I was like, what did Lily do? Why does he not want her talking to Lily? Lily wasn't one of the ones who yelled at him. So what's the problem? Um, they get dinner. She makes a dinner. They sit down with their wine and Emily grabs the whole bottle because apparently that's necessary. And Lily says she heard things aren't going well. I'm like, who would you hear that from? <laughs> Who did she hear that from? <laughs> Probably Emily. Oh, okay. Or the producer who said, hey, can you come film with her today? Okay. Um, and Emily just kind of repeats the same stuff that she been told us. No effort. She says she feels stupid when they go to a dinner and he doesn't say anything. And everybody, people who are getting divorced, she's like, are telling more than he's telling. This is a problem for her. It was interesting to watch that having not seen them together. Because, I don't know, like, I, I, yeah, I can see what she's saying, but some of the exact quotes were just kind of like, I don't know, people who are divorced have more to say, it's a lot easier to say why you're divorced than to say why you're trying to work it out. Like, I don't know, the markers that she was giving, I was a little bit confused about what the problem was um, until I saw them together. And yes, the problems are much. Um, but in that conversation, I was like, I don't think you've articulated what you're actually bothered by. You're just bothered. Yes. And as Emily is pretty articulate, but I still, she's given a lot of opportunity to talk. And sometimes I still have a hard time understanding what the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. So they show like an overhead cam, possibly after they came back from the one month dinner, where Brendan brings up this topic of a reset. Um, And so he says that he wants to do a reset. I see that they have a hungry root box. Um, he says he wants to focus on being friends and the pressure of marriage. He's not comfortable with anymore, which it's like, this is married at first sight. And I feel like if you're saying, if you're the pressure of marriage, then you got to go, you got to pull a Claire and a camera. Or, Lauren what and did, Ryan. or what did you think would happen if you went on married at first sight, you wouldn't have the pressures of marriage. Like it was yeah, That was very like, what are we even doing here? Lily asks Emily, well, why do you want to do the reset? And she says that she thinks that Brennan cares, but he has no idea how to show it. This is against one of my, my rules, which is if anybody cares about you, they will not have problems showing it yeah. to you, especially in the first three weeks of knowing you. Yeah. I don't know. People are always saying relationships are hard. Marriages are hard. I don't know if I've said this on here before, but like the stuff that's hard is like, external to the relationship when the relationship is this hard then it's just like i don't know i don't think it's hard i think the difficulties come from like oh we're married and someone lost their job like that's the hard but the just being together is supposed to be the easy <laughs> like just the two of you yes yeah if that's hard girl go home you could do better like it's just it's never that serious like i don't know sorry that's my relationship just watching like this this should not be difficult but Anyways, Lily tries. I feel like Lily was trying to lead her to a certain place, but Lily was like, so why are you trying so hard when he's not? Great question. Mm. And Emily always goes back to like, I know he felt something before and now he's put a block and a hurdle up and that's what created issues. Then Lily says, it's not great to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't make you feel great about yourself within the first four weeks. I, I just, yes. Yeah. Um, then they talk more about the growth opportunity of maths, which People say, I can't argue with the people who've been on the show who all say that this happened to them, that they grew and they learned even when the marriages don't work out. 
But it's very difficult to watch Emily sit in this situation and feel like anything positive is going to come for her out of it. Do you get paid? Uh, no one's... Uh, well, Nicole, when we interviewed her, said that... Oh, yeah, she li- said it wasn't enough to write home about. Basically. Yeah. Someone give her an influencing contract so something good <laughs> comes from this. Oh, um... So next up is like Dr. Pepper giving us a rundown of how we got to where we are with Michael. So we see like the experts originally try to match him while continuing to not show us who they matched him with the first time. And then after we see like sort of a a recap of the process the experts have gone through, um, then we meet Chloe. You know what? I don't remember what Chloe does for work. Oh, she's she's an executive of a nonprofit. Yes, she's a senior development um director senior director of development so we see a little like rush job of like her home tour they did note that she doesn't have a nightstand because she's a minimalist yeah i liked dr pia's comments about her because i was like girl what is you doing she said when she went to her house she's a minimalist and she's very rigid that's dr pia's word not mine (laughs) pia dr pia yes okay rigid so you guys looked at this one that was rigid and you said, you know what we should do? We should put her in this situation where no one is succeeding. Okay, cool. Um, but yes, the nightstand was indicative of her and the minimalism was indicative of her rigidity. This- uh, and Dr. P is like, I didn't like her, but then <laughs> but then I changed my mind. Uh, because we had to come up with someone who would say yes to this. I'm like, how many people did they was Chloe really the only one they asked well, to do this? And you know what? Look, there's things that I want for my life, but I never want to be on television being described as desperate. They sure did say that. Like, like these are the people who are trying to help you, rigid and desperate. But that's what they have. And yay, Michael, you get rigid and desperate. All right, guys. Um, we will be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Autocall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Autocall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites, You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. 
It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. So we come back to Chloe meeting with her friends. For some reason, I thought she had already told them she was about to be married at first sight, but that actually didn't happen until Dr. Pepper showed up. Um, But she's talking to them about what she wants in a ma'am, and she tells them that she feels ready and all this. Anyway, so Dr. Pepper comes up, which is very similar to what happened with Michael with his friends last week. And she introduces herself and she says she has good news. You are going to be a wife in a couple of days. And Caesar (laughs) is a terrible actor. Caesar was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) What a shock. But Caesar is a wonderful friend and a bad actor because he was like, but why am I sitting at this dinner with all these cameras if she wasn't about to be matched with someone? But thanks, Caesar. I enjoyed Caesar. Bad acting. We get a lovely intro package of Chloe that honestly, I have to be honest, makes her sound really um, terrible for what she's about to do. So hopefully this is them like faking us out because we hear that she's a recovering perfectionist um, and that she spent too much time on the destination and her partners have never been as open or as emotionally available. And because they were like that, she worked too much. Um, she loves pets, which I did appreciate. And I, I noticed we have not had any extensive pet conversations this season. We haven't had any, you know, pet drama this season. We <laughs> haven't had your your dog bit my dog. We haven't had where will we live because of the dog. We haven't had there's so many dogs. So I'm glad that in the reconfiguring of the season, they said, you know what we're missing? We're missing an extreme dog person. <laughs> Um, I, something I did like, I don't, you know, I'm not an animal person, but I did like it when she said that she's had 10 elder mm-hmm. dogs, because that's just like a heart of gold yeah, to like take yeah. on the dogs when they're older, when medical needs are there and you know, you're going to lose them, you know, in a short amount of time. That's very sweet. Yes. And I think she said, you know, if, if someone need, if one of them needs a home, they have a, they know they have a home with me and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to stay away from Michael's Versace, but she will take them <laughs> in. And I think it also was good for us to see that side of her within the perfectionism and the, the rigidity and the desperation. <laughs> so we go back to Dr. Pepper and the friends and she says that she's overwhelmed and she says she's deeply grateful and she says deeply four times. Um, she's very excited to get married. Chloe has a perma smile and it bothers me a little. I'm hoping to get over it. You should get over it. I feel like there's worse things to have than to be happily. 
I also, um, I had this feeling, like, what's the special that y'all don't watch? The matchmaking special? Yes. Is that what this is like? Because yes. Because it seemed like very, a lot of time to tell us very little. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is why they don't watch it. Because I'm like, we spent a lot of time in this section. And she rode the Peloton, then she got directly off the Peloton onto her bed. So she didn't shower. She was sweaty. And then she's holding the dog. I mean, this is the stuff that matchmaking specials have, and this is why they don't watch it, and I will not be watching it either. I thought, what a different six weeks in weather makes, because when these people, it was like snow on the ground when Um, they were getting married, and now the weather's good enough for her to be, like, outside running around. I was like, okay. So they talked to Dr. Pepper, and Dr. Pepper asked the friends to give some advice. I feel like with Chloe, as I am rooting for them, because what else is there to do? For real. (laughs) But I am like, this girl wants to basically shift everything she has done in her life up to this point to do this. Like, a controlling, rigid perfectionist is probably not the greatest candidate for being married to a stranger. But she's like, I'm determined to be somebody different. And therefore, I'm going to try to make this work. And I respect that, even though I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there's a possibility that, like, the same energy that made you successful at all the other things when you translate that makes you successful at this. Like I will not lose. Um, I also liked that she said she's whole. She's like, I'm whole. I'm ready for this. And I was like, I mean, like actually I wrote at my initial thought was bold to call yourself whole in this process on national television. That's really going to call into question whether that's true, but if it is true, then that's, that's a beautiful thing to know about yourself. It is as I also wondered, I couldn't tell. They made us sure that we knew that she was 39. How old is he? I'm not sure. I want to say it said he was 28. I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, he's 39 too. Okay. All right. So even though Michael presents younger, they are very age appropriate. Okay, good job, good. matchmakers. That, yeah, nice work, matchmakers. Um, they're both about to turn 40. That's cool. Okay. We always say that the older, being older on maps is a really good thing because you are ready to do the compromises and do the work. Um, the early 20 set is is not as great, but what what do we know? Um, while they're like showing Chloe and showing Chloe with her friends, I'm like, so at what point is someone going to tell Chloe that, you know, uh, Michael, this is his second go around? And then Dr. Pepper tells us, oh, we decided not to tell her, which I actually think was a good choice. <laughs> So there are certain people in the world who say things in a way that I just have mad respect for. Like, there's someone that I worked with who told people no in a way that I was like, that was a masterclass in no, because they told her thank you. And the way Dr. Pepper said, what we're not going to do is, (laughs) like, I was like, whoever wrote the sentence, it was beautiful. Because she said, the way she was just like, so we've decided that it may put some negative energy into the situation that we just wouldn't want to interpret, you know? But basically, yeah, we're not telling her. But that made me wonder, at what point is someone going to tell her? I feel like he's going to tell her. Like, right in the quickly. beginning. <laughs> he's so he's going to be like, I'm so glad they gave me someone else. I mean, you'll have to, I'll have to listen to y'all's podcast to see how it goes. But I feel like unless they tell him not to tell her, which that's weird. And like you starting off with dishonesty. Yeah, like, I feel like he's going to tell her five minutes after they get married. Oh, and then we have to see like how she reacts to that. Because mm-hmm. I think that would be quite a shock. Yeah. I don't know why, though. Like, if in this world we're saying you get to the person based on the matchmakers, like, if someone else walked away without knowing him, isn't that their loss of your gain? I feel like she's, quote-unquote, desperate enough that that's not going to bother her. We'll see. Um, 
this is not come true on my love is blind like thing, but you, you guys, if you listen to our love is blind bonus episodes, I'm always like, but you were second choice, but this is not a choice. So I feel like that's a completely yeah, different dynamic. So. All right. So Becca and Austin get fish and Austin in an interview says they want to raise children together, but they're not taking that leap right away. Thank the Lord. And so they're substituting fish. I loved it. Okay. I loved the trip of the fish. And then we have just a beautiful moment that tells you that Becca is a real one and that it's just an OG because she comments on the sh- on the fish eating shrimp and she says they're cannibals. And he says carnivores? And she says no cannibals. Because like, isn't shrimp a fish? And then the best part, she says, I already said that out loud. And I was like, ah! <laughs> and then she does a call back to circa, what would that be, 2003? Yes. Jessica Simpson and the, is this chicken or fish when she's eating chicken of the sea? I don't know. It was just like, you can tell she's a very cool, likable person. I would, is she the first person in math history that I would say I would want to be friends with just based on the ability to laugh at yourself and to recall Jessica Simpson back in the day? Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I'm quite the fan of Becca, um, especially after that. Um, I was concerned when she said they can baptize their fish. And that the power of the shrimp compels you. I was like, are we making jokes about baptism? I didn't know we were there yet. I, I What is she supposed to do? I feel like she's the kind of person who jokes about everything. She doesn't take anything too seriously. And her point was, yeah, Austin should take that as she might let him baptize the children too. He should take this as a win. I was like, I don't want her conceding to baptizing children. I, mean, I think she could baptize the children. I, you know, like, when I was listening to y'all last week, I was more worried about them than watching them today. Because I think that there are people who are not religious, but I don't want to say tolerate, but accept religion and accept that like, this does something for you. And I see her as that kind of person. Like, so I actually could see her letting him go sprinkle the children, have a baptism. She might even show and wear a nice dress because she'll say there's no harm in this. Like, it doesn't hurt my children. It's not what I choose for myself. But yeah, I could see it. I can actually see this working, watching them much more than last week. Because I don't know how you... Because last week I would have said, I don't know how you spend your life with someone who thinks you're going to hell. But now I can see it. Which is... So, so we got a lot of social media comments about going to hell. And I will say that I felt like my opinion was in the minority. I feel like the majority of people who got in touch with us... Or like, if you don't believe in hell, then why do you care if someone thinks you're going there? Which I totally understand that point. I I just don't agree with it. There we go. Yeah. But- it's complex. <laughs> I think, yeah, like religion is such a, um, is, is such a lens th- through which you live your life that if you're with someone who is on the opposite side of that, I, I, I would say, you know, we're talking about things that are actually hard. I would say that is something that's actually hard. But these are also people that actually like each other. And so I think maybe they can get through the actually hard and find a path because they, they seem to be so into each other. It's weeks like this where I just am so excited about Becca and Austin and I want them to work so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and but I still have a lot of doubts. I I. Yeah, but if she's joking about baptism, I do feel like that's a good sign. Yeah, and he laughed, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if she's joking about baptism and he's not getting mad about it, 
then we, I think we call that winning. I really enjoyed them. Oh, you mean making a joke and then laughing? Like, yes. Oh, what are the odds? Because <laughs> later on, some people can't seem to handle that. Sure can't. So Woo. Claire sits down with her friend Kobe. They go to this place called the Chocolate Lab that looked kind of fun. Um, there's just not a lot there. Like they, Claire tells Kobe they separated. I cannot imagine that was actual real news, but she plays along. She's supportive. She asks, like, and Claire talks a lot about how she's had time to reflect. It's not really interesting for us as a viewer to watch people talk about how they've had time to think. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when Zobi said, it could have been much worse. Like, you could have been married to a terrible person, but you were married to a nice guy who you actually got along with. Um, but Claire says that she's still mourning what she thought could be an eternal marriage. I find that if I should have tallied it next time, if I come back, how much time of this episode did we spend talking to our friends about our relationships that we're no longer in because our mans wouldn't come on television. <laughs> like, and also this is the point that I realized that Claire and Emily are two different people <laughs> because I thought that Claire, I was like, Oh, she said a lot has changed. And honestly, I turned to Aid and I said, oh, she dyed her hair. And Aid was like, that's a different person. <laughs> and at first I was like all salty with Elliot. And I was like, no, in the beginning, I have really had struggles keeping like everybody separated. And that's wrong because I don't really look alike. I, but I think part of me refused to accept that we have three broken relationships in this <laughs> far in the season. I've never come on and it's been this bad. So, um, yeah, I didn't realize they were separate people um, until now. And, yeah, this this episode was a lot of talking about our talking about our failed relationship with friends, talking to ourselves into our camera about our failed relationship, talking, watching Dr. Pia on her cell phone, on speakerphone, <laughs> talking. We thought it was bad last season. Was it last season where they kept having to FaceTime someone? Because <laughs> they didn't have any friends in town? It, could, it's, it can get worse, we found. Oh. Oh, it can get worse. When Emily and Brenna come on our screen, that's how we know. So they have a little sit down with Dr. Pepper to discuss their reset. Oh, poor Dr. Pepper. Poor Dr. Pepper. So Dr. Uh, Brennan, whenever Brennan takes the lead, I, I'm immediately amused because I'm like, okay, here he goes trying to control the narrative. Let's see what he tries today. So he's like, so Brennan says they've tried, but they've reached a point. Like, what do we do? So they've decided to reset and try something fresh. And Dr. Pepper is a real one because she does exactly what I have been reaching and wishing and wanting to understand. And she says, define reset. <laughs> Said, thank you, Dr. Pepper, because what does this mean? And then we find out what does it mean? It means that they start again, establishing and respecting their boundaries and focus on the friendship. Hey, did I get that right? You, that you got that right, perfect. yes. And I th you know what? It's so funny because like we had the same conversation so many times. But I believe this is the time that she asked, "What is his boundaries?" And his boundary is to be left alone. And that's why I'm like, this girl should go home <laughs> because the only thing he wants out of all of this is to be left alone. You should leave the man alone. <laughs> this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Is I don't think it's just on this show. It's everywhere. It's what I like to call therapy speak in the hands of like people who don't know how to use it. So Brennan wants to be left alone. And instead of saying, I want to be left alone, he reaches for ther what I like to call therapy speak. So boundaries to him is people. First off, 
whenever people say boundaries, it's something you do. Only you can do boundaries. No one else can do boundaries for you. You set the boundaries and you decide what you want to tolerate. So instead of Brennan saying, I don't plan to be around much because that's my boundary. He then says, no, his boundary is that he needs to be left alone to not be bothered about not being around much. That's not a boundary. Yes. Can you give us like an example of a true boundary? A boundary is like, if you start raising your voice, then I'm leaving. And then you say, if you start raising your voice, I'm leaving. Okay, you establish the boundary. And yeah. then when the person starts raising their voice, you leave. That's Which a boundary. These are the actions that I would tolerate. And this is the way that you can stay within the limits of the actions that I would tolerate. But in this case, there's no way for her to stay within the limits of leaving him alone. Because there's no way for her to be with him and leave him alone. Yeah. Girl, just, <laughs> just go on with your life. She's cute, too. She's fine. <laughs> There's probably, they're probably in your DMs already, girl. She's the one who's ever been in a relationship. Oh. She's still in a relationship. <laughs> That's so funny. She got married and she still hasn't been in a relationship. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. It'd be like Iris the next never, level never being in a relationship. It'd be like Iris the divorced virgin. I've been married, but I've never been in a relationship. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. So, so Dr. Pepper is like... She asked Emily, what is... Is that your understanding of reset? And she says... I think she just says yes. Just, sure, whatever. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> um, Emily also says the most important thing is wanting to be in each other's lives. And I was like, but I don't think that's the most important the thing. The man said he wants you to leave him alone. And you said he wants you to be in each other's lives. That's not, no... Also, not the same things. At what point with Dr. Pepper, they have a whole discussion about what friendship is. And nothing bothered me more than when mouse people are like, let's be friends and hope that can develop into a romantic relationship. Um, I don't know why, I just don't think it's very possible in this particular format for that to happen. But, you know, it's just a personal opinion. So, Dr. Pepper does this thing where she asks them what they like about each other. Mm. There's awkward music. That lets us know that Brennan is going to fuck this up. And he goes, he thinks that she's really caring. She's really awesome to hang out with. We have a lot of fun together. Dr. Pepper specifically said name five things. Five. And those are not five things that's, about Emily. That's three. <laughs> and only one is actually about Emily. The other two are actually just your reactions to Emily. She's fun to hang out with. It's it's it was so bad. Emily, of course, is right there. She says, "Caring, loyal, smart, funny, and trustworthy," which also are <laughs> lies. <laughs> are also lies. Um, but at least she dropped them very quickly. <sighs> well, you know what? Let me not say that. They may not be lies. She may have observed things about him with his relationships with other people that make may make those things true. But yeah, she did it very quickly without hesitation. Because gosh, like it shouldn't. This is the stuff that shouldn't be hard. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone, it shouldn't be hard to say five nice things about the person. Actual traits that they have. Yes. They talk a lot of nonsense about hope for the future. And they once again reiterate their thing where they're like, oh, we have the same values. We have the same ideas about a relationship should be. We have the same ideas on kids and religion. Okay, so then what? Um, So upon all that, like, house of sand or whatever... Um, they, they, that's what they would like to build upon. Um, afterwards, Emily and Brennan sit down and talk about the conversation. And she says that tonight went as well as it could. 
And hopefully they can figure out what they are at the end of it. And hopefully they could get romantic and stay married. Brendan says he feels great and that Dr. Pepper was sweet and reflector and he reflective and he likes her tasks. And he thinks these are tasks that we should absolutely do. Which is important to note. And the task that she gave them, the number one task, because is it truly a season of masks if we haven't done questions in the fishbowl? <laughs> and we will get to that. We will get to but that. That's the task that he liked was doing the question in the fishbowl. Remember that people. Okay. And he has told us before that he didn't like Dr. Pia's task. And I did have a little of a head swivel. Like, so why do you like Dr. Pepper's task? And you don't like Dr. Pia's task, mm-hmm. but okay. Okay. So we get a little thing that says that we have six days until Chloe and Michael's wedding and he does a selfie cam and he tells us he got rid of the gifts. Which I didn't, I mean, I have a lot of questions about that. Who gave, like his family gave gifts or did her family give gifts? Probably both. If you had a friend who was getting married at first sight, would they get a wedding gift? Yeah, if I knew, I'd send them a gift. Exactly. So that's why they have gifts. But do they make a registry and stuff? I don't know what they do. How would I know what to give if they, like, just give money? He he got rid of the money? And he kept the money? <laughs> Sir, I hope you kept the money. <laughs> or you gave people back the money? I don't know. Do you give back money? In the previous season, one of the couples argued about what they did with their wedding money. That was all the way back in season two. <laughs> did they um, stay together? No. By the end of it, there were restraining orders, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> Can I just tell you about my friend who got married when we were in college and they got Target gift cards? Have I ever told you this story? No. Okay, so they got married when we were in college where we were way too young to be getting married and they'll tell you that. So they got a bunch of Target gift cards for their wedding. So one day he went to Target and bought all the DVDs that he wanted and then he took them out of the wrapping because he said that if he hadn't, she would make him return the DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) And they're still married. Many years later, I think 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I just love that story because I'm like, signs that you should not be getting married is when you think through the deception of opening the packages because Target would not take the movies back. Okay. You guys, for a very long time, I worked at the Target return desk and that is the truth. If you took the DVD out the packaging, we had to explain that to many, many a person. So they go, I think directly from dinner to dress shopping because I think Caesar was wearing the same shirt. I feel like Dr. Pepper was like, okay, maybe it was lunch. Like, wrap it up, wrap it up. We're going we're going dress shopping. So they go dress shopping. Um, and I really, like, you know, I've never experienced this part of maps, to be honest, because usually when I come guest, like, y'all are in the season in the middle. Like, you don't usually want me in the very beginning, which is fine. I don't really, yeah. Anyways, so I enjoyed, this is my first dress shopping experience. It was, it was nice. I enjoyed it. Um, so I, I, they, you know, they get to the dress shop. Um, she, her first dress was this beautiful throffy, throffy. I can't say that word well. It really did give you cotton candy vibes, pink dress. It was so sweet and beautiful, um, which she then decided against because she felt it was selfish, which I don't know. Like when we're looking for clues in places about how a relationship was going and the best we have is how you dress shop. I thought that was nice. I liked the dress. I, I think that he would have loved the dress because my man, Michael knows his fashion, right? Right. So, um, but she decided against. Other thoughts I had about dress shopping. Do you think they get those clamps from a hardware store? Because they don't give bridal. Like, (laughs) they don't give delicate. They don't. And all wedding shops have the same clamps. And they look a little bit like jumper cables. Okay. 
<laughs> I do feel like the way they have to clamp them, there's yeah. got to be some sort of industrialness yes. to yeah, them. Like a cute little white little plastic clip is not yeah, going to clamp right. that, dress in, place. that dress in place. Um, said water dress. And she looked beautiful in both the dresses she tried on. I liked the second one too. And I also think that he'll like it. Like it's very classy, very classic. Um, I don't know. Like it was just a good experience. I'm, I was happy for her. You know, you have those moments where you're generally watching someone and you're happy for them. I'm really happy for her. It felt like she didn't think this moment was coming. And I'm glad that Maths and Homegirl who walked away from Michael could provide it for her. It was nice. I really wish she would have picked that first dress. Mm-hmm. I just really loved it. <laughs> um, and I wonder if she picked the second dress or if we're going to see her in yeah, yet another really dress. Nice. I think she picked the second dress. You'll have to let me know. Okay. Um, so she sits down and she talks with her friends and they one of the friends asks if she has any insecurities. Which part of me is like, why would you ask that friend that? That's a producer question. Um, and she says she does. Like, she knows that the experts, you know, did their best. But what if he has this vision of his wife and then he sees her and he's like, no. And I'm like, the man has already been through that. And I just, he won't do that to you in good news. So not that. Um, and she talks more about her perfectionism and how it's held her back, but she's going to give it her all. Back in Austin, go to dinner with his parents. I was like a little bit on edge because if we recall, Austin's parents were, especially his mom, were very negative about the whole process. Um, But it was a nice, pleasant dinner. Apparently the restaurant they went to, Austin worked out for seven years. It was his first job. It's apparently a very fancy restaurant. Someone's going to tell us which restaurant it is, right? Right? Yeah. One of you let us know. He he also said valeting was one of the most fun jobs, and I could totally see that. Yeah, driving all the different cars and getting tips. I could see that. And he said that it was in Boulder. Let us note this. Thank you, everyone, who let us know Boulder is not that far away from Denver. Because Tate and I had a lot of opinions about the distance between Boulder and Denver last week with not a lot of information. (laughs) So understood that Boulder is only 30 minutes from Denver. It's not that far. Um, So uh, Austin tells his dad about Derek coming and taking the pictures. Um, (laughs) Becca did say that, oh, has he always been super social and... Oh, that's rare for an only child. I don't think being super social is rare for an only child. Is she an only child? No, he's an only child. And she's okay. like, oh, he's super social. That's rare for an only child. Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. I She hasn't really thought it through because only children have to go out and make friends because there's no one in their house. So, yeah, they are <laughs> super social because they don't want to be at home by themselves. Yeah. They talk a lot about family history. Apparently, Becca's mom is a historian. Like, Becca's just the coolest. She really is. <laughs> um, and his mom talks about how their family's really into history. I was waiting for, like, the Judaism to come up, but it didn't in this moment, which I thought was odd. What Judaism? Like, the fact that she's Jewish and, like, family history. Oh. I d- but maybe, I don't know why I expected I'm it to come sorry. up. I'm didn't, sorry. I didn't realize she was Jewish. Yeah, she's... So that's why she's not a Christian, because she's Jewish. Correct. Oh. <laughs> Actually, makes me more hopeful. So she's not anti-religion. But then she says she's agnostic. So she's like okay. culturally. I think she's. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to so speculate. I think the good thing is that Christians and Jews agree that Jesus existed. Like that's good. There's a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> the look I just gave. <laughs> that's true. Like, there's a lot of similarities. Christians are Jews plus Jesus. 
that Jesus part is a big part of the Christianity. Is, but I mean, everyone agrees that he is, yeah, you know, Lord and Savior versus just a dude is, is a whole thing. Anyways, let's move on. Moving um, on. So, anyways, I really enjoyed this dinner, and I feel like his parents were like, oh, okay, all right. Like, throughout the dinner, they were, yeah. I, I feel like we can say his parents have come around. Yes. they're. I, I would go as far as to say they are fans. Like they said, <laughs> we <laughs> like you. This is a pleasant experience. Like we did not expect to enjoy you. Like his parents are on board. They're fans. I agree with you, Allie, that his parents were very much on board. And I liked them. I liked them because they like Becca. And like yeah. Becca's our favorite these days. Yes, she is. <laughs> Anyways. So when we come back, we'll, you know, we'll deal with the fishbowl. <laughs> must we. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. are back um you know as usual not only are we dealing with the fishbowl we're also doing some nice advertising for the apartment central the sign that we see many many times Mm. central with an s it's a very nice apartment it also seems to have a hot tub Mm -hmm. situation and that is where emily and brennan are going to do their fishbowl activity i get so worried that the paper is going to fall into the water that i would never do such a thing but that's what they do did you see that emily had a whole solution for that though yes with the little cover yes um, during their fishbowl, before we get, no, yes, before we start their fishbowl, I decided that next episode, y'all need to do a reset drinking game. So every time you hear the words reset, someone needs to take a shot because like, it's too soon for y'all to be resetting and it's too soon for y'all to be talking <laughs> about resetting as often as you're talking about resetting. But anyways, we're going to do the fishbowl. I'm not saying that I've lived a lot of years, but in my, my years of life, I just, what is a reset? Like, once you meet a person, whatever interactions you have will inform your future interactions. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a coworker, five years later down the line, whatever happened yeah. at the beginning is going to influence what happens next. And you can be like, I think that's the problem with the reset terminology. Sometimes you meet a person and you have an opinion and then you get to know them better and that opinion shifts and you realize that you were wrong about your first impression. But it doesn't, you don't need to erase your first impression to get there. You just need to deepen the relationship and get to know them better. You know one way you could do that? Perhaps you could answer the questions in the fishbowl. <laughs> Let's try that. <sighs> Brennan tells us yet again that he needs time to himself to reset. <laughs> That's why. Shake a shot, everybody. Um, so they sit down to the... Re- the. So we start with my boundaries are, and Brennan says having enough space. I mean, what is... For those of you who've ever watched Dawson's Creek, and when someone says they need space, all I envision is Dawson drunk, hiding under the table, talking about how Joey needs space. Do you remember this? I hope the Dawson's Creek... Vaguely, is this... I remember him saying, like, is this enough space for you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's been a really long time. I hope all of you Dawson's Creek fans will remember... Do you remember the kids are watching it again? I heard. Our little high school babysitter was like, hey, I'm watching this show on Netflix. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's like, it's called Dawson's Creek. I was like, oh, wow. I actually recall when we sat down to watch the premiere of Dawson's Creek, season one, episode one, yeah. the two of us together. And Mummy. And Mummy. Yeah. Um, 
So back to Brennan and Emily and the fishbowl. So he reiterates his boundaries that just piss me off because that's not what boundaries are. Um, and then they talk about the hardest thing. And she says her dad, um, he made a lot of decisions. Um, he pushed her and she had to work through that in therapy. And, uh, you know, if you choose to see something as an attack, you will. I could tell that when Emily said she worked out a problem in therapy, Brennan's hackles are up a little because he has already been told he needs to go to therapy and said he won't go. And he sees her saying that something was like progressed with her or improved with her through therapy as some sort of attack on him. That is my belief. There's no proof for it. He actually said, oh, similarly, but not in the best way. He had tried to go to his parents to talk about something and he was frustrated that they had no desire to work on these types of things. And it was hard for him to love them when they wouldn't change to make things better. And interviews like Emily's like, hmm, okay, because in everything he said, there's nothing specific there. There's nothing actionable. Like he told a story, but there was like huge yeah. gaping missing things. I mean, she didn't really get into details really in that one either. She said, my dad made decisions and pushed me. So I feel like that at this point, I'm not too, I mean, I'm, a, I'm perturbed by the need to remind us of the reset and of the boundaries, but I'm not too bothered by him at this point because he's still engaging. They're still going question for question, but we proceed. And then he goes to another question, which once again, this was one that he was good, where they, something you've given up for difficult reasons, apparently he has a difficult relationship with the sister. He's open to a relationship, but he has given up on trying on his end. That was vulnerable. That was sharing. Good job, Brennan. But I think Emily saw a pattern of you piecing out on people when it gets difficult. (laughs) That's just me reading into her facial expressions and her body language. She didn't say it, but that's kind of what I, yeah, I interpreted. So the next question, when have you given up on something you wish you hadn't? Brennan wants to pass. Which is not an option in the fishbowl that, remember, you said you were excited that you were assigned to do it. You were looking forward to it. He actually says, fuck. Um, (laughs) And she tries to lighten up the mood by saying she wanted to be Britney Spears. And then she does go real. She's like, well, I wanted to be a news anchor. That was my dream. And I, you know, I didn't pursue it or whatever. And he just seems annoyed that she gave an answer to this question. I was kind of confused. Yeah. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Um, He was. He wasn't bothered by her answering the question. And I felt like she was giving him an out to him not answering the question. But even that bothered him. Emily loses her patience. Um, You said patience. I did? Okay. (laughs) Emily loses her patience. And she's like, why is this hard for you? And he says, um. And she's like, yeah, it's hard. But yeah. And he says, you may be able to rattle important things off. But he's having to spend a lot of thought. And she's like, so am I. You know, they kind of drop like their camera readiness and he goes putting it on camera doesn't do any good and she says he only wants to look good on the show then they ask whose turn it is because they're like oh we're gonna go back to filming and they're gonna edit out what we just said but she's like oh no we're not gonna edit back what you just said um what worries you the most at this moment this reset and the plan for the reset and it's gonna backfire and gonna make us not be civil at the end of it and he says same He says he's getting tired and losing consciousness. And she's like, oh my God, you're fine. And he's like, do you want me to faint? Um, (laughs) 
Um, and she keeps on trying to go like, yeah, back on track. And he's like, have you heard about a sauna and the concept of exerting yourself? Do push-ups in a sauna. <laughs> Which ate her wrong three times because she was sure there was some transition that she had missed. But no, it just came out of left field. Like he just started talking about push-ups in a sauna because she said, hey, we've been in the hot tub for longer than this before. <laughs> um, like... Maybe it was a joke with an edge to it, but I still felt like what she was saying was like a joke or like a, why can you, apparently we learned later that they have been in that hot tub for two hours before and he was fine, but having to answer questions, he felt he was exerting himself. And then instead of just being like, Hey, I'm just going to like stand up and like, uh, and then I can continue or, Hey, I need to take a break. Instead he gets like kind of snippy with her. Like it's her fault that it's hot in the hot tub. He said, I burned a lot of calories thinking about these questions. (laughs) I completely missed that. Thank you. <laughs> he said it later when they thought they were off camera. But he did. He's burning calories. Someone said something about keeling over and dying. I think she was making fun of him. Again, a little jokey joke, sir. Like, sometimes people joke. No, you're not allowed to joke with Brendan. He's just way, way, way too serious. Because they, they, um... the In between, we're watching them have interviews, and we're also watching them being filmed while it appears that the crew is packing up or something, so they don't know they're being filmed. Emily and Brennan have had more hot mic moments this season than anybody else, and I don't know why they keep on forgetting that they're mic. I mean, uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's probably because there's not enough on-mic content that they have to go ahead and use the off-mic stuff. So, she says that she was being dramatic because he was being dramatic. He is very mad about her telling him to suck it up. And he wants her to be supportive and caring and nice. This is not a great feeling. So when they think they're done, she says, every time we're filming, you have to do something. We know we have to get through it. And now he starts talking about exerting his energy and heavy thinking. And that this is harder than a regular hot tub session. And Emily is just like, this is unnecessary. It's round and round and vicious. And it's all about him and his appearance and never about me. Um, He complains about her not having his back, and she's like, you need to have mine. We end with her saying that she's not giving up. And For why? <laughs> For why that only makes sense to her in production. But she also says that she doesn't know what the fuck is going to get through to him at this rate. <laughs> it's really, um, like, it's interesting that he was so mad at her for being able to reflect on herself and answer questions about herself easily. Like, it was so interesting that that's really what his beef was, is that she knew herself enough to be like, yeah, I wanted this. Or like, which is so strange. And so like, signs that you need help is when you're angry at someone else for being able to understand and articulate themselves. Like that's that's your problem. That's why you need space is because she's able to understand and articulate herself. I'm like, is it that she might look better than him? Or is it that, yeah, is it that she might, is it a competition where she's going to look better than him? Because this is all about what it looks like. Or is it that he just doesn't want anything out there? I don't know what the alternative could be, actually. Is that she could look better than him? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't, trying to understand, it's so funny. Because here we are trying to understand the motivations of someone who came on television and said, these are my motivations. But clearly, whatever he told us are not his motivations because he's, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it shouldn't be this hard. 
It's just very painful because I feel like if you don't want to be married anymore, and I think Brennan is long since past wanting to be married anymore, but instead of saying that, he's not. And then I can't even be mad at him because part of the reason he's probably not saying that is because they need to keep on having a show. They don't have anybody. They don't have anybody. Do you think he was like, I'm going to go, and production was like, please just stay? I feel like, yes. And I also feel like he got to kind of set the terms of his own staying. Like, I'm not willing to do this. I'm not willing to come here. I'm willing to do the bare minimum, but please leave me alone. I need to have my boundaries. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what Emily's, why she's, she's still here. I'm telling you, girl, your DMs, I'm sure they are full. You are a cute girl. Um, you, we can find you an actual relationship because <laughs> based on what I saw tonight, you still have not been in one. Oh, poor thing. All right. So, Allie, who has your bouquet this evening? Oh, gosh. Becca, what am I talking about? This is not even hard. <laughs> My girl, Becca. I mean, for so many reasons, but mostly are they cannibals? <laughs> I said that out loud. Chicken of the sea. Like, <laughs> girl, have your flowers. You know, I'm going to go ahead and give them to Chloe. Um, she's taking a leap here. Yeah. And... Um, I did, I'm, I'm just so curious as to how this is all turning out. And you know what? She's trying to be a self-aware queen. We'll see if it works out, but she's definitely ready and she's trying. Do you think also, I just had a thought about Chloe, even though they're not telling her that the guy was rejected, she knew the original timeline. So she has to know something's off with the timeline, right? Right. Yeah. So yes. Yay, Chloe. I'm still not switching up Rebecca, but (laughs) I think you're, you, yay. Chloe's second MVP of this episode. How about you? How about Ashes? Who gets your Ashes? I I mean, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Brennan. Because who else is there? Um, I'm just, I'm tired of him and his resets and his boundaries. I'm also a little bit tired of Emily. I want her to be, I don't know what I want her to be. I actually think she does a pretty good job of calling him out. But I just, I think I kind of just want her to walk out the door and put herself out in this misery. No, I can I just agree? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he's there was so much and there was so like being angry at her for knowing herself, being the boundaries that are leave me alone, but yet I want this. The inability to just say five nice things about her. Like I could go on. Go home, Brennan. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> Alright guys, that's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Your support means the world to us. And please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on whichever platform you listen to us on. But only rate or review us if you're going to give us a good one. Um, <laughs> if you don't have nice things to say, just DM them generally to Instagram and they'll read it and work from your feedback. But don't put it on the internet where other people can see it. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.